Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. 1 Corinthians 13, if you have one of our Bibles, it's on page uh, uh, 617. Uh, We're going to read this passage together. Look what it says. It's very small. Matter of fact, let's just read it together. It's just a short passage, so let's say it. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. What's the greatest, everybody? Love. Do you know, do you know why I believe that that passage, the Lord had that in the scripture? It's because on planet earth, we need faith. Amen, everybody? Amen. On planet earth, we need hope. But in heaven, we're not going to need faith and hope. But one thing that's going to live on through eternity is his love. Amen. So the greatest is love. So you're going to practice love on earth so that you know what to do in heaven. Amen. And that's why we're doing the series that we're doing. Choose love. I want to pray for you. Would you just hold your hands out like this and bow your head? And would you repeat this prayer to me? Dear God, God, I'm I'm here today. I open my mind. And my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm excited. I think they told you that next week we'll be honoring our teachers, and we've got a lot of great stuff happening at SEC. We've been in this message series called Choose Love. And today I want to talk to you about the truth about love. The truth about love. And I'm I'm really excited to share with you because I feel like that this series that we're in identifies who we are as a church. We don't want to be we don't want to be known as a a church that, you know, by our seating capacity, we want to be known as a church who loves. Amen, everybody? That loves. And so love, we have to understand what love is. So I've given you a biblical definition of love that I've written down. This This is a definition that I've come up with after reading the scripture. And that is this, that biblical love is this, is doing good for another person no matter how I feel. So matter of fact, some of you are mad at each other right now. So you need to go and work that out because you need to start doing good. Amen, everybody? How, how am I going to get, how are we going to get beyond where we are? Well, quit being, quit be doing mean things to each other and start doing good things to each other. And let the feelings come. Amen? Amen. Shoot. You could go home right there and your life get better. <laughs> and we ain't even got started yet. So today I want to give you four words that I want to say. I want you to say these four words with me today. I hope that you'll remember them and I hope that you'll practice them. And they are, this are coming up on the screen. Let's say them together. You ready? Come on. I choose to love. What do you choose to do, everybody? So let's say them again. Again, you ready? I choose to love. I choose to love. I choose to love the choice. I must choose to do that. And it's amazing to me uh, that when we understand the truth about love is that one of the things that when people think about expressing love, they think about things that they can give. They'll think, you know, they say, well, if I want to express love, then I'm just going to send someone a box of chocolates. You know, and they will, at Christmas time, you know, that uh, once they're saying that diamonds are a man's best friend. And they'll say something like, I got that wrong, I guess, but anyways. 
And then we'll say, you know, at Christmas time, every kiss begins with K. The jewelers, you can tell where my mind goes because I'm always thinking about what could I, you know, get Rhonda to help her. But I want to tell you something. All those gifts are wonderful, but that doesn't mean love. The greatest gift of love is something that you give someone, and it's not, it doesn't cost you a lot, but it costs you everything, and that is your time. Your focused attention is the greatest gift. Years ago, Rhonda and I, we started dating in high school, and, and yes, we have been sweethearts for a long, long time, and uh, we started dating in high school, and I remember I worked this job after school. I worked at a printing press, and we would, I lived in Monroe, Georgia, which is about an hour or so from here, and I would have to, on Thursday night at 16 years old, get like a U-Haul truck and deliver papers to the Hateville post office every, every Thursday night. And I would drive that truck as fast as I could to the post office and as fast as I could back to our, our, you know, our town because, you know, I was making three thirty-five an hour. <laughs> Dummy me, you know, I was going, but I was going as fast as I could. Why? Because I wanted to get back because if I got back about 8.30, I could go by Rhonda's house and see her for about 30 minutes before I had to go home. <laughs> so I would drive that truck, man, get out of my way. I'm going to see Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. In a good way. She told me that song's not good, but anyway, in a good way. And so I was doing it. Why? Because just to get that time with her and just to be with her. And let me tell you something. We'll be married 36 years in a few months, and I just want you to know, yes. I just want you to know that when I've been away, I still want to get home and see Rhonda. That's right. I sure do. Why? Because time is the greatest gift, and focused attention is the greatest expression of love. Amen? And so that takes us to the fourth thing that I want to tell you. The first one is this, is the best expression of love is time, everybody. It's time. It's time. How do you spell love? It's not L-O-V-E. It's T-I-M-E. Amen, everybody? Give me your time. It's easy to give you money or gifts, but to express love is, is focused attention, giving you my undivided attention, express attention, focused attention brings about the greatest, is the greatest expression of love. And that's what we all want. We all need to be expressed, love to be expressed to us through time. Amen, everybody? We have to be together to love each other. Matter of fact, when Rhonda and I got married, my grandmother gave us some great advice. She said, listen, if you'll go together and you'll come together, you'll stay together. Because she knew what it took to, to have love in a, in a marriage and in a family is being together. And you cannot express love without being together. And so that takes us to the first verse. Look what it says in 1 John 3 and 18. I put this on your outline just about every week. It says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with what, everybody? But with actions. Because love is something, it's not just something that you feel. It's not something you just say. Love is something that you do. Amen, everybody? When husbands and wives come to the, you know, I get to perform a wedding ceremony, they say, I do. <laughs> that means I'm going to do some actions, right? Okay, some of you are going, oh my goodness. <laughs> we, all, we all are different. We all have different things. We all have like different gifts and talents. We all have different amounts of money. Uh, we all have uh, different things, but one thing that we have in common is that we all have the same amount of time, everybody. 
Amen? We all have 168 hours every week. Every one of us have that amount of time. Every one of us. We all have the same. It's what you're going to do with it that matters. And I can tell you the greatest thing that you could do with your time is to focus it on the people that are around you that you care about and express love with your time. Amen. With your time is the way you express love. Look what the Bible says. It says, 1 Corinthians 13 uh, and 3 in the message paraphrase. He says, if I give everything I owe to the poor or everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't, but I don't, but I don't, but I don't what, everybody? I don't love. I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say... Oh, I love you so much. Oh, you're, oh, you're so good. You're just so... Mwah. No matter what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without what, everybody? Love. Without love. Real love is, is not expressed in so much in what I give. Real love is expressed in me giving myself. It's expressed. When I give myself, when I give my time, when I give focused attention, that's what real love is, is giving myself. And the greatest thing that you have to give is time. Because listen, you can make more money, you know, and, and you can get more gifts, but you can't get more time. And when I give you one minute of my time, I'm never getting it back. So we need to decide who's going to get our time. And, oh boy, I got to be careful here. You see, busyness feeds my ego. I'm a busy man. Look at my calendar. It's full. I'm busy. Busyness feeds my ego, but it starves the people in my life that I should be loving. Amen? Oh, I'm somebody. Look how busy I am. And oh, it makes me feel big. But let me tell you something. When your busyness is starving the people in your life that need you the most, then my friend, it's not so good. Amen? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, everybody's saying this, you know. Oh, I just need more time. Oh, I just, if I just had more time. Well, let me tell you something. You've got the same amount as everybody else has. It's what you do with it. But I'm going to tell you today how to find some more time. I'm going to help you out, add some hours to your day. Are you ready for this? You know, I read that the average person, now let me tell you something. I know I'm speaking to above average people here. <laughs> Amen, everybody. We are above average in this church. The average person spends over six hours a day looking at a screen. Now, we're above average. Six hours a day, six hours a day looking at a screen. And most people walk around like this. You ever seen people stumble and fall because they're walking around like this all the time? Have you seen people at dinner time? you go out to a restaurant and you see a family of four, everybody's like this. You know, if you go to someone's home and they're sitting in the same room, they're like this. And the problem is, is that we're spending so much time in front of our screen and scrolling and looking at everybody else's life that our life is passing away. Amen, Amen everybody. 
Listen, if you, if you want to turn up the love in your life, then you've got to lay down your screen device. Amen, everybody. If you want to turn it up a little bit, somebody said, well, something's missing in our relationship. I'll tell you the thing that's between you and your parents and the thing that's between you and your spouse and it's between you and your friends is this thing right here that's always right between you. And if you can lay this down and begin to look them in the eye one more time and realize that they got eyes too and you can begin to look at them and give focused attention to them, it'll change everything. Amen, Amen everybody. Ron and I just moved into a house and we don't have internet yet. And so it's like, you know, you work and okay, there's no television with no internet or anything. And so, you know what? It's been wonderful because there's no TV. There's been none of, there's been none of this. Boy, I just looked at her and said, oh, Lord, look at you. You look so good. I had time to look at her. You know what I'm saying? Some of you forgot what your children look like. Because the only time you see them is when you're scrolling. How much time? I got to move on. I know. I know you want me to. How many time? How much time do we spend doing this right here? Just scrolling. Look. Just scroll. Oh, look at them. Look at them. And it's amazing how many people will binge watch Friends, and when they turn the TV off, they go have some friends. That man's preaching today. <laughs> Amen? So today, I want to tell you, what are, the, what are the four words we're saying, everybody? I choose to love. And the only way that you're going to learn to love more is you've got to put the screens down and turn them off. The reason that... Oh, I, I move on, Jeff. Okay, I will. Number two is this. Number two, the second thing that I would tell you is I choose love is, is love is a sacrifice, everybody. Love is a sacrifice. Look what the Bible says here. Ephesians 5 and 2. Live a life filled with what, everybody? Love. Follow the example of who? Christ. Watch this. Here he goes. He loved us and offered himself as a what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice for us. Now, would you do me a favor? Take your pen now. Circle the word love and the word sacrifice and draw a line between it. Because that's real love. That's real love. You can, lo you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Amen. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And I just want to tell you that Hollywood and all these things that we see scrolling on social media to where everybody's, it's like, oh, love is like, ma, I just love you all the time. Come here, mush, mush. Let me tell you something. That's about 5%. Amen, everybody? Real love is sacrifice. Real love means I'm going to give up for you. I, I want to put my agenda beside and I'm going to do what you want to do. I'm going to lay my will down and we're going to do what you want to do. That's what sacrificial love is all about. And real love takes sacrifice, everybody. You've got to give up something to go up. Amen? Amen. 
somebody, so, well, you know, I, I remember this couple coming and talked to me a long time ago, long time ago. And she says, you know what? He came in and said, I just don't know what's wrong with my wife. Says, I want you to know I've given up softball. I've given up golf for her. I've given all these things up. She said, that's right, Pastor Jeff. He did give up softball. He did have golf, give up golf, but he took up bowling and he took up tennis. <laughs> Sacrifice means I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to, I'm going to see. I'm going to do what you need me to do. Amen. And you know, one of the things I've learned how to love deeply lately is, is my dad is, is in very bad shape. And, a, and, a, and about a month ago, you know, I was carrying him to the hospital and, and he, he had fluid build up and he was really bad shape and he had an accident on himself. My dad, I had to take him into the restroom and I had to clean him up. It was so humiliating for my father, for his son to have to do that. But let me tell you something. I love my dad. I love my dad. What I'm trying to tell you, that's the greatest love. That was the greatest honor for me to love him because it was something I didn't want to do, but my dad needed it. I laid down my will and, and I said, I'm going to do it because it's my dad and I love him. And let me just tell you something. There's a lot of people that have, that have sacrificed for you and given up for you. And if you, think love, if you think life is all about you and you make it all about you and you think that you're going to have a lot of love, you will not. But when you lay down your will and you lay down what you want, and you say it's about you and it's about you and it's about you how can I serve you then love grows everybody love grows when I lay down it's a sacrifice listen let me tell you something one of the greatest things in life is marriage I know that now our culture says oh don't get married because you have to you know you have to do some stuff yes you will you gotta, you have to give up. Don't have any children now. Oh, they're too much of their problem. You will never know great love until you lay down your will and begin to say, I'm gonna sacrifice for you. Then your relationships grow. And listen, there's nothing like having a child. Yes, you have to do everything for that baby. Amen. Amen. You got to burp it and change it and, and it's going to cry and it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. And it's not going to sleep all the time, but there's no greater love than having a child. Amen. And watching God work in that child. It's not about you. Love doesn't grow when you make it about you. But when you make it about other people, all of a sudden you grow and something changes inside of you and you become a better person. It's a sacrifice. Love is a sacrifice. I give up something. I give up something. You cannot love God without making a sacrifice. Amen. Amen. What, are our, what are our four words, everybody? I choose to love. That means I'm going to give up something for you because I love you. I'm not going to say what I want to say because I love you. Amen? <laughs> That's it, isn't it, everybody? No wonder that guy didn't show up today. The Holy Spirit wanted to talk to us. What are our four words? Let's say them. 
I choose to love. Sacrifice. Number three is this. The best time to love is now. Oh, the best time to love is now. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not become weary in what, everybody? Because that's our two words for the year, right? Do good. Do good. That's right. We are do good kind of people. For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Therefore, as we have what? What's that next word? Opportunity. Opportunity. Think about that. As you have the opportunity, every chance you get. Let us what, everybody? Do Do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. The best time to love is now. Not tomorrow, not next year, now. That means, it means I'm going to give my focus time. It means I'm going to sacrifice. It doesn't doesn't mean all these fuzzy feelings, a quiver in my liver, no. It means I'm going to give you my time and I'm going to sacrifice. The time to love is right now. Can I tell you, Do your giving while you're living so you'll be knowing where it's going. Amen, everybody. Give your love now. You know, I I meet with so many people after a loved one has passed. I stood in, as a pastor, I I preside over so many funerals and I've stood in, in the area where people have passed by the body of their loved one and them wailing their eyes out and, and saying all these things. It's too late. It's too late. Love now. Lay, lay down your will. Sacrifice. Give your time now. My grandmother again. This is my grandmother's day, I guess. But she said, give me my flowers while I'm still alive. I want to smell them now. Love now. Giving. Give now. So many many people, you know, like, well, well, you know, when I I die, my kids are going to get this, they're going to get this. Well, why? Why leave it for everybody to fight over? Why don't you just go ahead and give it while you're living? Amen. I mean, that's the most wonderful thing. Do your giving while you're living so you'll be knowing where it's going. Don't trust it to, to everybody. Give it now. And I just want to say thank you for it because you're so generous. You know, one of the things that we've had is, is, uh, as a church is that we said we want to be debt-free as a church in 2023. I just want to say thank you because of your generosity. We've paid down over $100,000 on our mortgage this year as a church. I want to say thank you already. You've already given over 40-some thousand to missions this year already. You know, we're going to give over 200,000 this year to missions. Thank you. Because you know why you're giving now. Do it now. Don't wait. Listen, I don't know what's going on in your home right now between you and your children or you and your spouse. I don't know. Or maybe a parent or what. But just go and stop now and tell them you love them. Don't, 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 listen, don't be like the crazy thing person I met one time. He said, you know, I told my wife when we got married at the altar, I loved her. And if I ever changed my mind, I let her know. That's an idiot. That's an idiot. Man up. Man up. Takes a man to, to look his wife in the eye and say, I want you to, I love you. 
I want you, focus that. I want you to know I love you. I love you. You never have to doubt. I want you to know, hear it out of my mouth. I love you. Look their child in the eye. Tell that little child, I want you to know something. Baby, I love you. That teenager is acting like crazy. They lost their mind. You didn't raise them that way. They lost their mind. They're acting now, you know, look like they got in a fight with a tackle box. They got things hanging all over them. I want you to know I love you. Amen, everybody? God bless you. It doesn't matter. Doesn't change. I want you, it doesn't, what, what you look like or what you've done, it doesn't, I love you. That's manning up. Focus attention, sacrifice, love now. What are our four words, everybody? choose to love. See, love in for sissies and for wimps. He meant everybody for strong people. Everybody looks like, oh, it looks like all oh, this feeling stuff. No, 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 no. Feelings come and feelings go, but love remains. It's eternal. Amen. The fourth thing I want to tell you is this, is that loving God grows my love for others. Loving God grows my love for others. Matthew 22. Jesus was walking down the road one day. I said, one of my favorite passages. Walking down the road, and God says, what's the greatest commandment? Look what Jesus said. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the what, everybody? It's the first and the greatest commandment. Would you circle the word first? And would you just go up there and circle, love the Lord your God? And would you just draw a line from first to love the Lord your God? And then let's go on. And the what? Second. Would you circle that word? He's like it. Love your neighbors yourself. Would you circle that? Love your neighbors yourself. And would you draw a line from second to love the, your neighbors yourself? I want to give you a secret here. It's loving God first, and then love for others flows more naturally. When you express your love for God, it becomes easier to express your love for people. When you vocally, when you vocally begin to express your love for God and to God, it becomes easier to vocally express your love to other people. Because many of you grew up in homes where people didn't say, I love you. And it's a little weird to say it sometimes. But it needs to be said. And it needs, don't wait again like we talked about till it's too late. You do it now. Express it now. It's amazing, that's what I love about our church. We had a couple weeks ago, we had a, a young couple that have, we have a partner church in Louisiana, Baton Rouge. They just started their church. I mean, they started with nobody. And by the way, they had 28 people last week. Praise God, amen, everybody. Isn't that awesome? And the young lady, uh, Andy and Miranda was a couple's name and we went to lunch with them afterwards and she said, Pastor Jeff, I wanna tell you something. I stood in the hallways and listened to people come by. 
She said, I want you to know, I heard at least 30 times somebody say, I love you. 30 times. She said, different people just say, she said, I just listen. I was hearing, I love you. Because you know what? It takes a man and a woman to say those words. I love you. It matters. And, when you, and what makes it easier, the reason it flows so much in this church is because we love God. Amen, Amen everybody. We love God. Amen. And if you say, Pastor Jeff, you say, Jeff, what's, the, what's been the secret to your life? I'll tell you what, I love God, everybody. I love God. I'm imperfect. I sin. I make mistakes. I say the wrong things at the wrong time. I still got that gift. But I love God. I love God. I love Him. And the more that I express my love to God, the easier it is to look at Rhonda and say, Rhonda, I love you. The easier it is to look at Tyler and Caitlin and say, I just want you to know, no matter what you do, no matter, I love you. My love will never change for you. I love you. Even on our church staff, even with chemo. <laughs> I'm able to look at chemo and say, I love you, chemo. It's a little, it's a little harder sometimes, but I love you. I love you. When you express your love for God, it becomes easier to express it to others. I want to show you something else as well. Watch this. Romans 8, 28. Many of you have heard this verse if you've been around church. It says this. Romans 8, 22. And we know, and we know Amen. that all things, all things, God works for the what? Good. He works for the good of those who what? Love Did you say, catch that right there? And are called according to his purpose. God is not working for the good of everybody. Did you hear that, everybody? See, people quote this verse all the time to a person that's a heathen, and it ain't true. If you live in like the devil, God is not working good in your life. Because he can't. Amen, everybody? And so God is working for the good of those who love him. Because when you love God, you begin to love people. You will never love people till you love God. And then when you begin to express this love for God, when you begin to get up in the morning and say, God, I want you to know, if nothing else happened today, I want you to know that I want to love you more and I want to love the people I'm going to meet more. When you begin to get up every day and you declare, I love you, God. I love you, God. You're my savior. You're my creator. You're my maker. You're my way maker, oh God, you're my delight. You're my heart. You're my song. You're my newness in this day. You're my hope today. You're my joy today. Lord, I can't imagine living without you today. I've got you in me. God, you're so great, and you're so good, and you're so powerful, and you're so mighty, and you're so wonderful. How can I do anything but today is to praise you and magnify who you are. Amen, everybody. Glory to God. I love God. I love God. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me, everybody. Oh, when you determine, your, when you get up every day and you declare your love for God, it's amazing how love flows.
You want to be a love machine? Forget Barry White and focus on Jesus Christ. And it will flow out of you. Now today, if you don't know him, see, you say, Pastor Jeff, how can I let this, this love you're talking about? Because see, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about if you don't know him. You grow in a relationship. Where's that, Ron? Ron, come up here, baby. Look, I just got better to look at, didn't I? I remember when we met the first time. Rhonda, I, I saw you over there. I slid over here just a little bit. I said, <laughs> I said, hey, 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 hey. But I had to introduce myself to her. And some of you see right now, you, you don't, you've not introduced yourself to God. He knows you. She knew me. She knew my name, but she didn't know me. I knew her name, but I didn't know her. But guess what? When I stepped close to her, and then all of a sudden we got to know each other, got to like each other, introduced ourselves. Then the love began to grow. Woo-wee. Lord have mercy. We had to go in a minute. She said, Lord, have mercy. That's right. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that some of you are trying to, you're trying to think about God, but you're not really said, introduce yourself. And that way in saying, God, I know you know me, but I want to know you. And the way you do that is you've got to receive his son, Jesus Christ. Because until I, until I went up and said, Rhonda, you know, I, I, I really like you. And, and back then we were the, become the boyfriend and girlfriend. I said, well, you go with me. That was the word, go with me. Anybody remember that word, go with me? That's right. And we did. We started that journey. Right now, right now, God's wanting to know if you want to go with him. And the way you do that, and the way you do that is you got to ask him. You got to ask him. So we're going to bow our heads because there's people online and in this room right now that need to make that decision that they want to go with God. And the way you do it, you ask Him to come into your life and be your Savior. So right now with your heads bowed, and if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer, not even out loud, but I want you to say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. I repent, I turn from them, and I turn to you. Be my Savior, Jesus, and my Lord. Thank you for dying on that cross for my sins and being raised on the third day and living in heaven with God. Now I want you to live in my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.